0: Hello and welcome to the Harvard EdCast, a series of conversations with thought leaders in the field of education from across the country and around the world. I'm your host, Matt Weber, and today we're dedicating our show to talk online blending learning and the importance of innovation in the field of education. Our guest is Sari Factor, CEO of Edgenuity. Welcome to the EdCast, Sari. Thanks
1: so much, Matt. Glad to be here.
0: I guess a good question to start off with. The classroom experience, uh, in so many ways, hasn't seen a whole lot of innovation in the past decade, uh, let alone the past hundred years. Uh, I'm curious, as the CEO of Egenuity, a little explanation about what you guys do there, and then how is online blended learning changing the landscape, and then how are you fitting into helping this change?
1: Sure. So we provide uh, online learning experiences, both a full platform to support it, the experiences and curriculum for grades 6 through 12. Um, If you recall your own middle school or high school experience, you saw the teacher in each subject area for about 45 minutes each day. Uh, As a teacher, I'd be responsible for roughly 150 to 180 students each day, um, but only for that 45-minute period, unlike elementary school, where you had the same teacher for the whole day. Um, It's very hard to get to know students uh, in that short period of time, especially when you have so many, um, and knowing their strengths and weaknesses and, and trying to really personalize education. Uh, and that's really what we focus on, is how to p- put the tools in the hands of the students and teachers to enable more personalized education.
0: Yeah, and it seems like the the personalization happens in many different ways. You can kind of look at it from the perspective of the teacher and the perspective of the student. I'm curious, can you kind of walk us through what this new blended learning model looks like from the perspective of the teacher?
1: Sure. From the perspective of the teacher, the idea is to allow them to get data on how students are progressing through a system like ours. So a student might be taking, alge- taking an algebra course, and she's moving through... Um, v- video instruction you, featuring certified teachers, uh, taking assessments, quizzes, tasks that, that require her to really think about the instruction and things that she's learned, the content that she's learned. Um, and the teacher can see real-time how every student in the class is doing. Uh, what we find teachers who are using edgenuity doing is looking for patterns, I see three students who are struggling with the same concept. I can take those three students away from the computer, away, you know, to to my desk or to another part of the classroom uh, and work with them uh, more on that concept, modifying instruction. So we're providing a certain level of instruction, but maybe the teacher needs to explain it a different way. Uh, Maybe a teacher needs to dig a little deeper and see you know, what is the issue that's prohibiting the student from, from really understanding the content? Uh, likewise, for students who might be moving very quickly through the system and, and mastering the content very quickly, you know, what additional assignments might be provided? We have some additional assignments that the teacher can actually push through the system, but the teacher might also take kids and say, I'd like to, you know, give you a, a, a special project. When, when we talk about that, you know, blended learning model, they're part, the students are part of the day on the computer and part of the day away from the computer doing projects and, and, you know, other, other kinds of work.
0: Yeah, and it's certainly uh, true that students, uh, nowadays, being so so hooked in and connected to everything, uh, the blending learning model really does work well for them, and it provides so many fantastic data points for the teachers to only improve their experience. Uh, from a district more macro perspective, looking at schools and districts, um, how have you seen the use of edgenuity and, and the blended learning model affecting things to scale at a, at a bigger, more macro perspective?
1: You know, it's really changed so much over time. The initial interest in using technology to personalize instruction was for the, for the kids who were kind of on the fringes, the outliers, either those students who needed to take an AP course, they were very advanced and they could work ahead on their own, or the students who were struggling. Uh, we have a lot of business in the credit recovery market, students who failed a course or look like they're at risk of failing a course, oftentimes uh, we're moved into uh, to our courses. I would say over the course of the last two to three years, we're starting to see some momentum pick up in terms of using online curriculum for core instruction. Uh, We're seeing it much more move into the mainstream. We have participated um, in you know, state ad- instructional materials adoptions. And, in fact, in Georgia recently, you know, we were adopted uh, on the math list last year. We know of several school districts who have said, we're not going to adopt textbooks anymore. We're just going to use ingenuity for our core curriculum and core instruction. So we're starting to see it's coming into the mainstream little by little.
0: Yeah. And, you know, nowadays in the education reform movements and all the chats that you're hearing, the, the use of tablets in the classrooms and, you know, banning and getting rid of the textbooks is, you know, it's popular. What is it that you guys do right and how is it that you use technology in the educational setting with tablets in, in such a way that is dynamic and compelling and sustainable over the course of, of the existence?
1: Well, there's several things. I mean, you start with uh, engaging instruction. You have to really engage the students, as you said. These digital natives, you know, they're they're so. Um they're so turned on outside the classroom with all of their social media and the, the, the tools and YouTube and videos and, and uh, things that they're involved in online. And too often they come to school and they're asked to power down. So they really can be engaged by the technology. And engagement comes in several factors. I mean, certainly it's, you know, using rich multimedia to engage them, but also uh, what kind of engaging courses and courseware might they w- want to choose. Uh, one of the things that online learning allows is for students to study courses that might not be offered in their local school. Uh, so a student who wants to um, you know, have a STEM career could focus on a health science career, uh, and they might not be, have, to have the teacher in that school you know, in the, on their campus, but they could be studying that course. So engagement is a big piece. Secondly, I would say efficiency is, is critically important. It's one of the things that technology really allows, um, both for the student as well as for the teacher. So um, our courses can be set up so if a student has already mastered some of the content, we talked about the credit recovery student who might have failed partway through the course. They might have done fine at the beginning of the course. They can actually pre-test unit by unit and we can identify what a student has already mastered and what they have yet to learn and only serve up the content that they still need to learn. That allows for efficiency for the student. The student always knows where they stand against any courses, you know, and, and and how far they need to progress. But, again, for the teacher, the teacher then has a dashboard at her fingertips with real-time data that shows exactly where every student is. Uh, again, they can take students and modify the instruction, um, we freed them up. We, they, they don't have to grade papers and tests anymore. Uh, we always suggest, you know, we have a built-in essay, essay grader. We always want the teacher to take a look at what the essay grader um, comes up with because, you know, there are limitations of what a computer can do and certainly think essay grading is, is one of them, only can take it so far. But multiple choice tests, teacher doesn't have to grade that. Uh, A lot of our other formats of assessments can be computer graded. So that takes a big pressure off the teacher. Um, And then delivering all that content and instruction, there's so many ways to do that on a computer that then the teacher can focus on modifying instruction and guiding the students, be that guide on the side instead of the sage on the stage all the time. Uh, We see, you know, that's a big, big factor in, in making the move to online and blended learning.
0: It seems like, I mean, I'm listening to you and it, and it sounds like education of the future, but you're actually talking about what's happening right now in schools and classrooms, which is just amazing. And the, uh, the impact this must be having, you talked about how it helps a student in an AP course really excel at that, but I mean, let's, let's talk about at-risk students. How is this affecting and helping them?
1: I think in so many ways. One, um, many of these students have been sidelined. And, uh, you know, they come into class and they're afraid to speak up because they're afraid of giving the wrong answer. Um, but, you know, the computer is infinitely patient. It can explain to the student over and over again if need be. Uh, and we've built a lot of tools into the system for students who, who may have, been you know, failed, who may have reading difficulties, who may... Um, be uh, English language learners as an example, uh, and the tools allow for um, translation of uh, the, the transcripts of the videos, uh, glossaries, and there's a lot of in-depth, um, I'll, I'll call it supports more than anything else uh, for students who have struggled. But um, ultimately, one of the things that we're trying to accomplish is help all students be more self-directed learners, um, and I think that's a lot of what many students who have fallen behind have missed. You know, it, 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 when, when kids get out of high school, um, either in college or in life, they have to become self-directed learners. And this is where so many students who've bought, who might be fine all the way through the system fail when they get out of, uh, you know, the K-12 system. Uh, they don't really have the skills, the goal-setting skills, um, you know, the, the study skills that they need. And we focus very heavily on that throughout all of our courseware and the tools that we provide enable a student to, you know, set, that, set those goals. How, how much time do you think you need to finish this unit? E-notes, we try to teach students good note-taking behavior and study skills at, as part of the whole, you know, courseware that we, that we provide I think these
0: are important life skills. In in many ways, uh, what you're describing seems to really help teachers out immensely, both in efficiencies and time-saving devices so they can focus on the children and and helping learning move forward. And you've been doing a series of blended learning summits across the country. I'm curious, are teachers, uh, do they see this and they go, oh, this is great, it's going to help me a lot? Or are some afraid and saying, hey, I'm being replaced by a robot, I'm being replaced by computers?
1: Um, honestly, it's come, the teachers have come a long way. When I first got into um, software development over 30 years ago, that was the, the big challenge, that, that teachers were afraid that the students would know more about the computers than they did, than they did. And, they, and the students certainly did. Um, but the, the, the teachers who are in school, uh, teaching in school today, I mean, anyone who's come into education in the last 10 years really grew up on the Internet. Um, you know, they had tools like email. Uh, like chat, all, you know, the last 10 years, that's, that's been pretty prevalent. So we don't see that same level of fear. What we do see is a need for a, a lot of professional development to help teachers understand the new role in the new environment. Um, you know, I do think that people who are not knowledgeable about what blended learning means might be threatened. They see all these computers coming into the classroom and they think, is it going to take over my job? Nothing could be further from the truth. There is no substitute. For the human element in teaching, I think that 's critically important um, because a computer can 't look a student in the eye and say, "Did you have a bad night last night you know this uh, this essay isn 't typical of your usual work let 's talk about that I mean the computer just can 't do that but but a teacher can and um, I think you know students need the you know, the care of a good teacher i mean and, and always when we talk to our students. They, they know that, you know, edgenuity is a piece of the puzzle, but having that caring environment of the school is, is critically important.
0: And I think that's why calling it blended learning is the perfect name for it. Uh, where can people learn more about enge, uh, edgenuity?
1: Well, I, I would send people to our website, www.edgenuity.com. It's spelled E-D-G-E-N-U-I-T-Y. Uh, and we'd love to visit with anyone who's interested in talking more with us.
0: That's Sari Factor, CEO of Edgenuity, edgenuity edgenuity.com. Thank you so much for appearing on the EdCast today and for enlightening us about blended learning and the future and present of education now. My
1: pleasure, Matt. Thanks.
0: This has been the Harvard EdCast, a production of the Harvard Graduate School of Education. I'm your host, Matt Weber. Thank you kindly for listening. The Harvard Graduate School of Education, working at the nexus of practice, policy, and research.